It's a, it's a beautiful, beautiful day. And Whoa, sorry. I don't, did, you didn't hear my stomach rumbling just then. Okay, good. I had to skip breakfast, and so I'm actually kind of I'm pretty hungry, actually. Uh, so I'll, I'll be right back. Uh, yeah, I need to get a, uh, a sausage biscuit sandwich, and I'm kind of in a hurry, so. Okay, thank you. Yep. Thank you very much. Okay. Sorry about that. One of those things, you know, you just got to have something right then. And uh, you ever felt that way? You ever felt like you had to have something just, just that instant? I mean, you didn't, you didn't feel like waiting. You didn't feel like putting it off. Sure, we all have, right? I mean, whether that's graduation whether that's uh, the behavior of our kids, we really want our, the behavior of our kids to change right then. Uh, maybe it's the news of a job or, or a promotion. Summer's coming up, maybe it's about vacation. Maybe you've been planning a vacation all year long, and you can't wait to go. I've heard some of y'all whenever you're like, I've got a cruise. And it's like 90 more days of cruise, 89 days of that cruise. We've all been impatient and wanted, wanted results right away. I'm going, to, I'm going to pick on my, my son a little bit. I don't know if he's even listening. Um, Caleb gets bored instantly. I mean, like that. He's, he's bored. Uh, for instance, we'll go to a restaurant, and we, we, no sooner have we sat down, hey, Dad, can I, can I play on your phone? Can I play a game on your phone? No. You know, we're, we're going we're gonna to sit, we're going to talk, we're going to order. 
And we're not, not, that's what we're doing. A couple seconds go by. Hey, Mom, can I play on your phone? I'm like, no, no. But we live in an instant world. I mean, why do I have to wait? All you have to do is, is go down the aisles of, of a grocery store and we see instant pudding and instant rice and instant coffee and microwavable this and that. And it's pretty good, right? Okay, well, it's all right. It's, it's not as good as what I'd call a real dinner. I mean, if you gave me a choice between an El Torito enchilada dinner, which I had a lot of those in college, by the way. Um, if you gave me a choice between that and a home-cooked meal, I'm taking a home-cooked meal every single time. I think you would be foolish if you chose that instead. It's just not that good because, you know, if you were to stick that, enchil- that enchilada meal in the microwave, it comes, it comes out and the beans are overcooked and the enchilada is burned on the edges and you've got to add water to make the rice resemble rice. It's just not that good. And to some degree, we, we accept that. We accept that things, when they're instant, they can be mediocre. Uh, they can be just okay. We, expect, we, we accept that, and in fact, we even expect that. And we know that, you know, if we, if we opt for a Hungry Man TV dinner, that no matter how good that chicken fried chicken looks on the cover, it's just not going to be very good. We know that's coming. And that's the way we, we feel about most things that are instantaneous right? We, we understand we're sacrificing quality for speed. We know that an email is not near as personal as a handwritten note. We, we know that a text message is not near as personal as, as a phone call, to hear that voice on the other line, the other end of that line. It's, it's just not as personal. But we understand that it's instantaneous, it's quick. And so we're willing to sacrifice quality for speed. And we do that with a lot of things, but we don't want to do that necessarily with, with our doctor, with our lawyer. The more time they spend in school, the better. We want them to be well-educated, right? We don't want to sacrifice quality for speed when it comes to things like that. And we don't want to sacrifice quality for speed when it comes to our relationships. Or do we? You know, at one point or another, I, I probably would argue that point a little bit and say, no, no, we don't, we don't sacrifice quality for speed when it comes to our relationships. But now I'm not, I'm not so sure. Because somewhere along the line, people have, have bought into the idea that good and quality relationships are created quickly. That these lifelong, sturdy, strong relationships happen in a brief amount of time. Teenagers... It doesn't happen. It's not instantaneous. Older folks, it doesn't happen. It's, it's not instantaneous. And yet even though, we, I mean, you guys know that. You guys know that. But we don't, always, we don't always live it like we know it. Right? We want to microwave our relationships and speed things up and have that awesome connection with someone. We want, to, we want to stick it in there, close the door, and, and stick that friendship or romantic relationship or a relationship with our kids, push the buttons and nuke it for 30 seconds, and, and expect it to be great and fulfilling and long-lasting. 
And we rush through everything, forgetting we haven't spent very much time with that person. We've, we've forgotten how bad that, that enchilada or that chicken fried chicken tasted. It just wasn't very good. And bottom line, it wasn't even healthy. No, no relationship worth its salt is instantaneous. There are, there are steps, there are uh, components involved. Think back to your best friend as a child. We'll give Rodney a little extra time because he's got to go way back. But I think... I'm sorry, Rod. <laughs> I'm sorry, Rodney. You helped me with that video. I shouldn't. I shouldn't have busted you like that. I'm sorry. Um, think of that best friend growing up. What made that person your best friend? What made them stand out? Why were they their be- your best friend and other people were not? Most likely, there were at least two main ingredients in that relationship. Two main ingredients... Uh, and that relationship with our bestie. And by the way, just in case you don't know, I'm going to give you a little education. Bestie is a slang term for best friends. So if a teenager asks you, hey, you want to be besties? It's a good thing. They probably won't ask you, but it's a good thing uh, that they do that. But there, there's two main ingredients. When it comes to being best friends, besties, there, there's two main ingredients. And it, mutual love and respect... And time. Now, this is not the exhaustive list, of course, but I think it has to have these. Mutual love and respect. If, if you don't have respect or love for someone, how in the world are you ever going to be in a meaningful relationship with them? I don't, I don't see how you can. And it's, it's got to go both ways, right? Because if you're the only loving person in the relationship, then that's going to die too. So you need to have mutual love and respect. But furthermore, you need to have time spent together. And and if you haven't picked up this morning, that's what we're talking about this morning. Because if you've never spent time together, how is that ever going to work? I think there's a reason why they say long-distance relationships don't work that often. Why is that? Well, it's because you're not together. You're not spending time together. I know that some do, but it's, it's tough. It's really tough. Because, you know, when you spend time with somebody, you do get to know them. In some ways, I, I miss our 15-passenger vans. Because when you go on a youth trip on a 15-passenger van, you're packed in there. In the buses, we got a little more space. But when you're in a 15-passenger van, you're packed in there. And you get to know someone's pet peeves very quickly. You get to know... Um, <laughs> What they laugh about, what they like, what they don't like. You get to know what they smell like after 12 hours of riding together. But if you spend time with somebody, you get to know more than that. You get to know their hopes and their dreams uh, and their fears. You get to know their strengths and weaknesses. And you, you grow together as you're growing up. Odds are that best friend that you thought of earlier, you did everything together. You, you went everywhere together. You laughed together. You celebrated together. Or perhaps you went through tough times together. Perhaps they were there when you needed a hand or a shoulder or an ear. And that's why we even have the category of best friends, right? Because, I mean, we have, we have acquaintances and we have colleagues. We have friends. And then we have best friends. They're the ones that know us the best. They're the ones that love us for who we are and, and what we can become. 
And so it's, it's time together that brings you together. I'm going to take a second and plug our parenting class on Wednesday nights because that's kind of what we're talking about is time. Is that when we're intentional with our time with our children, that it really does make a difference. It's only over time that you learn to take your first steps to ride a bike, to learn to play the trombone, to, to write a novel, uh, discover a vaccine, grow a beard worthy of Duck Dynasty, to raise a child, to grow a relationship. It, it takes time. It's only, after, it's only over time that we can create something that's unique and rich and powerful and lasting. In his book, uh, Playing for Keeps, oh, it skipped ahead, there we go. In his book, Playing for Keeps, Reggie Joyner says, our attraction to immediate results can keep us so busy we never engage in work that has lasting impact. And he's right, sometimes we're so focused on the results and the outcome of instant things that we don't labor and we don't spend time on truly worthwhile things that can stand the test of time. And so when you think about how your time is spent, especially in, in our relationships, it suddenly becomes strategic. I mean, not in a cold or, or distant way, but as one trying to con, uh, develop a deeper connection. And when you think about your relationship and how, it's, how the time is spent, it has to become strategic. Uh, and our relationship with God is no different. We have to ins- inspect that connection to our God a little bit more closely and I have to say, when I'm reminded of the best and strongest relationships that I have in my life, and the fact that they're only the ones that are, they're built over time, then I can't help but think, okay, how's my relationship with my Creator? If these are the strongest relations I've got, I could look at all, I could put them all on a piece of paper and list them out. These are my strongest relationships, and the common denominator is time. Where is my relationship with God fall in there? And so that's healthy for me to do that because, and I'm talking to me right now, my perspective changes. My, my Bible reading becomes more personal. It becomes self-examination. And it becomes about seeing God's heart. My, my prayer life, spending time in prayer becomes more meaningful. I'm, I'm conversing with someone who's always going to be there and who always listen to me. And, and coming to worship becomes essential because I'm spending time with people who are going through the same struggles. But the most common thing we have is that we have a God who wants to be our bestie. He wants to be best friends with us. Now, teens, I'm, I'm going to talk to you just for a second as if you don't hear me enough every week. Um... But there are statistics out there that say when you graduate out of high school, when you graduate of the youth program, you don't darken the door of a church again. That you disappear. And there's multiple reasons, and they don't, they don't, they don't, they're not sure why that happens. But I want to challenge you guys to not be part of that statistic. Hopefully you've heard me enough in class, and, and you're hearing me this morning talk about that, that time is spent together and time with God makes a difference. And that 
reading your Bible and spending time in prayer and, yes, even coming to church are vital parts of that time spent together. And I know that sounds churchy. Uh, but there's one reason why the church has been saying that for years. It's true. Because these things help deepen your relationship with God, but only when they're paired with time. Reading my Bible once doesn't do it. Saying my prayer a couple times, it doesn't, it's over time that that relationship is strengthened and built. We see in, get my verse up there now. We see several verses in the Bible that communicate the need for time spent with God. So allow me to read a few. Colossians 4, 2 tells us to devote ourselves to prayer. Be watchful, be thankful. 1 Timothy 4, 12 says, Don't let anyone look down on you because you're young, but set an example for the believers in speech and conduct and love and faith and purity. Until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture, to preaching and to teaching. John 14, 5 through 7, that we read earlier. When Thomas says, Lord, we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? Jesus says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, then you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and you have seen him. And finally, 1 Peter 4.19. So then those who suffer according to God's will should commit themselves to their faithful creator and continue to do good. Now, you may have noticed that not a single one of those scriptures had the word time in it. Not a single one had the actual word time in there. So let me connect the dots. What's the difference between devotion and a casual interest? Time. What's the difference between being committed to something and just kind of having enthusiasm for it? Time. What's the difference between... Being, being preoccupied with something and, and just having a hobby. What do you think? Thank you. <laughs> yes, it's time. And we know those people that are preoccupied with something and those that have a hobby. We can tell the difference immediately based on the amount of time they spend on the amount of time they talk about it, the amount of time they study it and look at it. These verses tell us that we are to devote ourselves to prayer. And scripture and teaching. We are to commit ourselves to God and doing good. We are to know the Father through Jesus' Son. How in the world can you devote yourself, commit yourself, or know someone without putting in the time? My daughter, Peyton, recently brought home uh, a plant from school. You know, they get the Dixie cup and they put the dirt in. And uh, then they bring it home. And so she's very excited about this, and she brought it home, and we put it on the windowsill. But then every day, I would, I would kind of watch her, her disappointment as she would run down, and all she would find is a cup of dirt. For days, cup of dirt, cup of dirt. Well, that's silly. We know that a plant grows over time, right? Guess what? Our relationship with God grows over time. I mean, is I can't help but think there's no coincidence that Jesus used the parable of the sower and he talks about plants and seeds. A solid relationship does not happen overnight. It's, it's true in regards to, to friendship. It's true in regards to marriages. It's true when it comes to our children 
And it's true when it comes to our relationship with our God. We, we probably have all had good friends that have moved away and we kind of lost touch with. That time that we didn't spend together, we just, we just weren't able to do it. And so in some ways, they kind of got downgraded. They were our best friends and they got downgraded to friends. And then their acquaintances and now they're Facebook friends. Because we just want to see what they're doing. But that's about it. And so, when we downgrade him from best friend to an acquaintance, you know what? God doesn't want to be your acquaintance. God has no interest. He is not satisfied with being just your acquaintance. He wants to be your best friend. And it, it just makes sense. If you desire a richer relationship with your spouse, you'll put the time in. If you desire a better relationship with your children, you'll put the time in. So what about our relationship with God? Have you expected instantaneous results from such a small amount of time? Perhaps it's time to ask yourself, excuse me, to ask yourself those tough questions. Perhaps it's time to get back to spending time with him. If you find yourself in that position, if, if you find yourself needing to strengthen your relationship, and, and if somehow as a church body we can help, uh, or in a second when we start singing, we're gonna, we'll invite you to come forward and we'll, we will offer up prayers on your behalf. If you want to meet with an elder uh, up front or in the back, they'll, they'll do that. Folks, we, we need to spend time with the most important person in our life. And it's not something we can put off any longer. It's something we need to do. So if, if we can help you in any way, we invite you to come as, as we stand and as we sing.